الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا أشهد أن نبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم عن ابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا أنزل الله بقوم عذابا أصاب العذاب من كان فيهم ثم بعثوا على أعمالهم صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العبدة من لسان يفقه قولي دلشي فرنيح Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. We are living in an age which is basically a countdown for the coming of the main events. Already we have seen many, many prophecies of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be fulfilled. A lot of questions that are asked, especially to the scholars. One question that was posed to me also was that, how long have we got left until the last day, the day of Qiyamah? The answer is very simple. But the day of Qiyamah is very, very close. There is no time. We are very, very close to the day of what is mentioned in Surah Al-Fatiha, Maliki Yawmiddin, Yawmiddin, the day when everyone will be accounted, accounted for all the actions they committed. Why every information that is given to us comes from Hazrat Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was blessed with divine knowledge. Divine knowledge. Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned in one hadith that the waiting period for my ummah until the day of Qiyamah is approximately the time between Asr and Maghrib. Asr and Maghrib. Perhaps the shortest period of time between two salats, when you want to combine the two namazis together, would be Asr and Maghrib. A lot of the brothers, after performing Asr Salah, they stay over and recite the Quran until Maghrib Salah. One of the proof, one of the delil of Fiqah and Fiyah, that Asr Salah should be prayed slightly late. If you go to Saudi, the time is different. But one of the dalil is because of that, mentioned in the hadith. The waiting period is equivalent to the time that we spend in the masjid from Asr to Maghrib. From Fajr to Zohar, the waiting period is long. From Isha to Fajr, even longer. Even from Zohar to Asr, the waiting period is long. Maghrib to Isha also is quite a long time. But the shortest is Asr to 
Maghrib. said, the time given to my ummah before the day of Qiyamah is equivalent to the time that he spends when he performs Asr and he waits for Maghrib Salah. So the fact is when you look at the Ahadith of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we are very very close to the day of Qiyamah. A lot of people think, oh Imam Mahdi, we've still got a lot of time. In fact some of them speak about Imam Mahdi as if there is this doubt, an element of doubt. Allahu Akbar, even Muslims, even Dajjal, even Yajuj and Majuj, it's not far at all. The time is very, very close. Our Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in a hadith has mentioned Bu'istu ana wasa'atu kahatain and this is what he did. The index finger and the middle finger. And he said, I am here. And the time left for the day of Qiyamah is that little, the short space that you see here between the two fingers, middle and index finger. Our Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, I myself am one of the signs of Qiyamah. I am Khatamun Nabiyeen, there is no Prophet after me. Wasallam gave so much explanation to the Ummah, to the companions, and we receive all the knowledge through Ashab Kiram. On one occasion, Hazrat Abu Zaid, especially the signs of Qiyamah, he is the narrator of the hadith. He says that after Fajr Salat, all of a sudden, Wasallam sat on the mimba. That is not his tartid, not his sunnah. The sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has always been that after Fajr Salah he would look at the companions and he would ask the companions have any of you seen any dreams? Have any of you seen any dreams? That is the sunnah mentioned in the hadith. Or if nobody had seen any dreams if Aaf sallallahu alayhi wasallam had seen some vision, Aaf sallallahu alayhi wasallam, all the dreams that come to the Prophet are wahi. It's a revelation, one type of revelation. Aaf sallallahu alayhi wasallam would explain that dream to the companions. But as Abu Zaid says that all of a sudden, Aaf sallallahu alayhi wasallam told all of us to come close to the mimba. And Wazul alayhi salatu wasallam sat on the mimba. And he gave us a khutbah, a bayan, khutbah as in a bayan, explaining to us the signs of Qiyamah. He explained to us every single sign, all the events that are to unfold before the last hour, before the day of Qiyamah. Everything was explained. He sat after Fajr on the mimbal until it was Zuhur time. Can you imagine that, my respected brothers? Can, can any of the Imams do that here? Probably get sacked. If, if the Imam takes about 25, 30 minutes, or even 35 minutes on a Friday, or this check any, Every time the Imam, when he sits on the member, he's pressured looking at the time, and for Juma especially, quarter past one, quarter past one, the entire topic, subjects, he has to explain everything and fit everything in that 
in the very short time that he has, 20-25 minutes. <coughs> a lot of people say, then why don't you start early? If we start early, do we talk to the jinns? Who do we speak to? To the jinns? To them. People were prepared to come at 12.30. Alhamdulillah, we can do a bayan, start a bayan at quarter past 12. If brothers can promise us that all of us will come, inshallah ta'ala. We will come, then we can start the bayan at quarter past 12. Even half past 12. But the tartib in Leicester, and in fact in all the masajid, is that the bayan will start at 10 to Brothers would still be downstairs talking, talking to each other, Kemchor, Oraycha, everything, making salam, kalam, and coming slowly upstairs. It's about five past one when we see the front surf, the first, second surf starting to get filled up. In fact, today I saw someone, I noticed at approximately quarter past one, he managed to creep into the front surf. The subjects we want to hear is something that will, something that is not normal, something intriguing. Signs of Sayama is something very nice. But if it was just a basic topic, we've heard all that. Some people have that habit. You start something and they say, oh, we've heard that, we've heard that. It's not about hearing my respected brothers, it's about putting it into practice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me the tawfiq. I am a sinner, a weak person. By the barakat of the people that are sitting here, Allah forgive my sins. Who am I? Allah Subhanallah al-Azim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judges. I am just sitting here and explaining to you the words of the greatest person, Hazrat Nabi Kareem, like a tape recorder, my respected brothers. If you have a tape here, play it. Subhanallah. So we have to make an effort. We have to make an effort. We, we must have that talab. And the scholars were there. Hazrat Marana Shah Ismail Shaheed. I'm not going away from my topic. Great speaker in India. When people knew that he was to deliver a khutbah in Pakistan, thousands and thousands of people would come. The bayan day would start after Isha until Fajr. That is the best time suitable for everyone. There is no namaz in the middle. Isha until Fajr. On the stage the Imam would be there, Sheikh Shah Ismail Shaheed would be there to Islamabad, Punjab, long distance. When he got there, the bayan was finished. And he said to people, where is Maulana Shah Ismail Shahita? Where is Maulana Shah Ismail Shahita? Apparently what had happened is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works mysteriously. He was actually speaking to Maulana Shah Sab. That where is Maulana Shah Sahib? And Shah Sahib is saying to him that why are, why are you asking about Maulana Shah Ismail Shaheed? He says, oh I came all the way from Karachi to hear his bayan. I am his Ashik. And I have missed his bayan. So Maulana Shah Sahib's bayan, three hours, four hours. 
He says, you want to listen to Maulana Shah Sahib's bayan? He says, yes, I came with ikhlas from Karachi to hear it. He says, you have the energy? He says, yes. He says, okay, sit here. <laughs> sit on the side. Maulana Shah Sahib, word to word, for that one single brother, three hours, same bayan. He says, you haven't missed anything. I am Shah Ismail Shaheed. These are the brothers. So in our people there, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, everything is different. These are great people, great Buzrugan Ideen, who worked. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gave us all the tawfiq, the signs of Qiyamah. Wasallam did a khutbah from Fajr to Zuhur. After Zuhur, he sat on the member again again started to explain the signs of Qiyamah until Asr. All the companions were sitting. After Asr again sat on the member explaining the signs of Qiyamah until Maghrib Salah. After Maghrib he gave permission to the companions that now you can go home. Every single Sahabi was sitting in front of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with great respect. Rab Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam explained to them every event that was to take place. All the signs, major and minor. Just in one day, from Fajr until Maghrib Salah. So that is why as Muslims, as believers, the people of the Kalima, it is extremely important that we have Iman, and we also listen attentively and alhamdulillah also prepare ourselves for the major events that are to come our way in the future. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith that amsi khayrum min al-yawm one of the signs of Qiyamah, Hazrat is saying, yesterday is better than today. Then Wasallam carried on, he said that, وَالْيَوْمُ خَيْرٌ مِّنْ غَدٍ And today is better than tomorrow. Or in another words, the past is better than the present. Or the present is better than the, the future. Indicating to us that every day, as we get close to the day of Qiyamah, more and more fitnas will be exposed, more and more fitna will come, more and more fitna will come. Subhanallah al-Azim. Allahu Akbar. That is why some of the Akabideen had the habit that they would eat the rotis that were cooked two days ago, one day ago. They would never eat fresh rotis. I'm saying that is taqwa that we stop eating rotis. No. Some of the Akadim, some of the Budrugadideen, that was their habit. They would say, it is closer to the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they would eat that roti. That was their habit. They were Akadim, they had that taqwa. Subhanallah. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in the hadith, inna likulli ummatin fitnatun wa fitnatu ummati al-maal. 
every community, every ummah that came in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested them. Fitna touched them. Fitna means imtihan, not the Urdu fitna. That is why it's very, very important that we understand the Arabic language. Fitna in Urdu is different. Fitna in the Arabic language is different. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَأَوْلَادُكُمْ fitna." Your children are fitna. But it is not the Urdu version of fitna. It is the Arabic version of fitna. The children are also a form of examination for the parents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests the ummah. Our sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the fitna, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test the ummah, in the wealth that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Allah will test us all. That is why near the day of Qiyamah, one of the signs is that Fuzul Kharchi, squandering with money. Squandering with money. Fuzul Yad. Everything that you see. Buying things that are unnecessary. Innal Mubazirina kanu ikhwan al-shayateen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the one who wastes money, he is the brother of shaitan. And the cancer of the ummah today is that for money he will exchange important information. That is the cancer of the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Palestinian brothers given money. So you give us information, money, once you give them a lot of money, someone who has never seen money, and then you show him money, that this is all yours, this is your palace, this is your house, this is your bank balance, Allah that is why exactly what Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said, وَفِتْنَةُ أُمَّةِ الْمَالِ the fitna of my ummah is wealth. Allah judges a person by the money that is given to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. That is why alhamdulillah giving charity, giving those people who are in need of money, alhamdulillah. This is good akhlaq. This is good nature inside a Muslim. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, one of the signs of qiyamah is that إِذَا مَشَّتْ أُمَّتِي الْمَطِيطَ أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام that my followers will become arrogant the believers will become arrogant people they will become متكبرين they will take pride that is why in the hadith of Nabi Kareem صلى الله عليه وسلم it is mentioned that one of the signs of Qiyamah is that salam will be the first thing that will vanish away some people will cross the road in order to avoid that Muslim brother who is coming you have to make salam to him. Oh, and that is a burden. So the easiest way out is to cross the road. So you don't need to make salam. Or with great burden just put your gaze down so you avoid him and you don't make salam. Rasulullah has said that one of the signs of Qiyamah, no salah. 
the system of Islamic greeting will go away. Asallallahu alayhi wasallam has mentioned in a hadith narrated by Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood that La tazula kadamai ibn Adam yawm al-qiyamati hatta yus'al an khamsin aw kama qala alayhi salatu wasalam to even move to the limit of one step until five questions are put forward to him. Al-umrihi about his age. وَعَنْ شَبَابِهِ About his youth. The youth, the young age that Allah gave him. How did you spend your young days? وَعَنْ مَالِهِ And again, coming back to the wealth. مِنْ أَيْنَ اِكْتَسَبَهُ How did you acquire it? وَفِيمَا أَنْفَقَهُ And where did you spend it? وَمَاذَا عَمِلَ ذَا عَلِمَ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ لَهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ how much did you put into practice the knowledge, the information that you had, whatever you knew, did you put that into practice? These are the signs of Qiyamah. Our Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said, in the day of Qiyamah, Huzur Alaihi Salatu Wasallam has said, Rubba kasiyatun kasiyatin aariyatun fil akhirah. Many women that dress up in this world will be completely naked in the hereafter. رُبَّ كَاسِيَةٍ فِي الدُّنْيَا عَارِيَةٌ فِي الْآخِرَةِ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ Why? That is why we have to respect our Muslim sisters and mothers that even when it's a hot day, very very hot, SubhanAllah, they wear burqa and they cover the face and walk. They honor the beauty. They honor the, the respect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. Subhanallah. What is the heat of this dunya compared to the heat of Jahannam? The fire. It is very easy for a Muslim woman to take out her scarf and to wear clothes that are tight. Exactly what Huzur alayhi salatu was salam has said. On the day of Qiyamah, they will go to Jahannam. Why? Because the clothes that they were wearing in dunya was not with ikhlas, it was a form of display. The clothes they were wearing was for display. So when they walk on the road, they would take pride when all sorts of ghair mahram would look at them and the more men look at them, the shaitan whispers in the heart that, Oh, you see, you are very, very beautiful. Every person that is walking is looking at you. Extreme. And unfortunately, the men have become also so weak. So weak. Mohana Ibrahim Fadani when he did a bayan a few days ago, he said that some of the professors in the English language were talking about Tafsir and Quran. The translation. Can we do the translation of the Quran? Ibrahim Madani said to them that give me the translation of Ghairat. 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 Because Ghairat is not in that community. So how will you give a translation? What word will you use? Because Ghairat is not there. 
Shame is not the right word. It hasn't got that meaning which Gairat has. And Maharaj gave a beautiful example. He said, what is Gairat? Gairat is that when a man is walking with his wife, he would have haya that how can anyone see my wife? Gairat In the hadith it comes that when Asallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he saw a dream, he saw this beautiful palace and he saw Sahur, Hurayeen making wuzu. Wasallam decided that let me go and enter this palace, this jannah. And then all of a sudden Huzur changed his mind because the companion said to him that this palace belongs to Hazrat Umar Farooq and he changed his mind thinking of the ghayrat, the haya that Hazrat Umar Farooq had that how can I enter when the whole of Hazrat Umar Farooq are inside. When this was related to Hazrat Umar Farooq, Hazrat Umar Farooq started to cry. He says, Ya Rasulullah, would I have ghayrat from you? How nice it would have been that if you entered the palace. That is why my respected brothers, Parda is Na'mar. Parda saves marriages. Parda is a cure to the sickness that is prevalent, which is divorce, talaq, Parda. Subhanallah al-Azim. Parda is the greatest Na'mar. A lot of people say, oh, make your heart clean before you have a beard. Make your heart clean before you wear an ababa. Make your heart clean. We are making our hearts clean. That is the way to make your heart clean. That is the way. One day it will help you. Unfortunately, my respected brothers, even in the Arab countries, some of, if you go to even Palestine, no exception. Muslim Arab ladies wearing skirts, not realizing that the legs are visible. Parda should be like in Saudi Arabia when we go for Hajj and Umrah, we see the, the burqa covering the whole body. That is Parda. And that is what is meant. Huzur alayhi salatu was salam has said, no offense to the mothers and sisters listening at home. It's not, I'm not putting it in a strong way. These are the words of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ariyatun fil akhirah. On the day of Qiyamah they will be completely naked because the dressing code was, it was all tight, the clothes were tight, the body parts were exposed. And it, it was in, an invitation to all the ghair mahrams. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives all the tawfiq. Many, many signs, my respected brothers, mentioned in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the two major signs, Dajjal and Yajuj and Majuj. Dajjal is a fitna that affects every human being on an individual level. It is one man. The fitna comes from one side, one individual. After that, Yajuj and Majuj. Yajuj, Majuj, the fitna of Yajuj and Majuj is at the collective level. 
it affects everyone and Gog and Magog, Yajuj and Majuj is not one, two, three millions, if not billions, even billions. In the hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, 999 who will go to Jahannam will be from Alu Yajuj and Majuj, one will be from my Ummat. Imagine how many they will be in numbers. It will be a collective fitna. Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam will, the true Masih, will kill the false Masih, Masihud Dajjal. Once Dajjal is dead, Allahu Akbar, the world will be invaded by godless, fearless, and most powerful people. Very, very powerful. Even Zulkarnain, being the superpower at that time, did not say to the people around him that I have the power to take on these people and to suppress Yajuj and Majuj. He said, no, I will build and seal them for you. When Yajuj and Majuj come, the Quran says, فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعَدُ الْحَقِّ فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعَدُ رَبِّي جَعَلَهُ when the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come, the wall of Yajuj and Majuj will become Dakka. Dakka means powder. The wall of Yajuj and Majuj will become Dakka powder. And at that time, every single one. We have heard stories that Yajuj and Majuj are licking the wall licking the wall, licking the wall until one day someone will say inshallah tomorrow who will penetrate again the authenticity of that wallahu alam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best there are some stories mentioned in the hadith but the fact is that they are sealed in that area and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will want them to come out that is the promise in the Quran Allah says, جَعَلَهُ The wall will come down, it will collapse. وَكَانَ وَعَدُ رَبِّي حَقَّا And the promise subhanahu wa ta'ala is all true. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Allah says, حَتَّى إِذَا فُتِحَتْ يَعْجُوجُ وَمَعْجُوجُ Until when Yajuj and Majuj break through the barrier. وَهُمْ مِنْ كُلِّ حَدَبٍ يَنْسِلُونَ Subhanallah. They will swarm down from every height. Jitani bhi bulandi hogi, anything, any hilltop, any mountain, the only thing you will see is Yajuj and Majuj coming out, Yajuj and Majuj coming out, Yajuj and Majuj coming out. Non-stop Yajuj and Majuj will come out. Wherever you see, they will basically, my respected brothers and elders, invade the world. They will take over. No army in the world will have the power to suppress them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described them in the Quran to be Mufsiduna fil They will be agents of fasad. Agents of fasad. What is fasad? Awesome oppression. Awesome corruption. If you look at the Quran, the same word fasad is also used to describe the Jews. وَقَضَيْنَا إِلَىٰ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ فِي الْكِتَابِ لَتُفْسِدُنَّ فِي الْأَرْضِ 
the word facade is also used for this. And the word facade is also used for Yajuj and Majuj. The same word is used for them. What is fasad? A man steals a car, robs a bank with it, and then he wants to dump the car somewhere in the suburb. Mission accomplished. Then you get another person, steals the car, robs the bank, he had a choice, could just park the car somewhere, but no. He burns out the car, destroys the car totally. That is facade. And that is, that will be their mission. They will eat away everything and they will drink everything. That is why the ulama have mentioned that wasting of water is one of the signs of Yajuj and Majuj. Some of the scholars did not like the system of taps. They did not like that. Why? Because in the system of taps we are missing out some of the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would scoop through whatever it was, a burden, a bowl at that time and he would make wuzu in that manner. So, when you have a tap system, the water is always running, always running. And that is why water is being wasted. So, some of the ulama did not like that system. I'm not saying it's not, it's haram, not jayiz, no, alhamdulillah, we have it in the masajid. When the jal will be killed, the only area for the Muslims as a sanctuary, as a refuge will be the mountains. Muslims will hide away in the mountains. The city will be occupied by Yajuj and Majuj and those who follow the system of Yajuj and Majuj. One by one the Muslim will get out, go away in the jungle, climb the mountains. At that time, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wassalam will be on the mountain of Tur with the majority of the Muslims within, in that area, in that location. The name of Tur is there because that is exactly where Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu will be. And the other Muslims will be taking refuge inside some of the mountains there. Mountains and Muslims have great connection. The first revelation, Ghare Hira. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Wahi started on a mountain, Ghare Hira. The Khutbah, when he gave at Hajj near the Jabal of Arafat mountain. When Rasulullah made Hijrah, he took refuge in a cave. And there is peace and tranquility. Rasulullah talked about Ghare Ohad. The mountain of Ahud. Jabalun Yuhibbuna Wanuhibbuhu. It is a mountain that I, that the mountain loves me and I love that mountain. All the Muslims at that time will be with Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam 
and Yajuj and Majuj will come after Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam beseeching, beseeching that twinkle them to come out. There is no power to fight Yajuj and Majuj. At that time, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam will lift his hands, the believers will be there saying Ameen to the dua of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept his dua, it will be a bad dua. It will be a dua against Yajuj and Majuj. Subhanallah. Look at the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is said that little insects will come and attack every god. No army in the world can destroy Yajuj and Majuj, but the army of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, little insects will come and bite every single god and mawab on the neck. Instantly they will die. Everything that is inside will come out. Allahu Akbar. And once the Muslims will see it's safe, that there is no more Yajuj and Majuj. Slowly, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam will come down. At that time it is said that Hazrat will not, or the Muslims also at that time, they won't have space even to move to the level of one one step, one span in the hadith it comes. Wherever you see it will be the bodies of Yajuj and Majuj, Yajuj and Majuj. Blood will be there. Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu was salam, second dua will be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will purify the earth. It is said that Allah will send birds, birds not here, birds that humans have never ever seen. Another makhluk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Very, very strong. In the hadith it comes that they will have necks like uh, Bakhtirian uh, camels. Strong necks. They will come and they will pick up the bodies of Yajuj and Majuj, Yajuj and Majuj. In the hadith it got, it, there is no mentioning of where the bodies will be disposed. So the translator Allah wills. And so there will be no more Yajuj and Majuj. And finally, at that time, it will rain and the world will be purified again. After that, Alhamdulillah, everything will grow normally. And Alhamdulillah, everybody will be with Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. That will be the end of Yajuj and Majuj and Dajjal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us all the tawfiq. Inshallah, next week we can talk on the subject of what Isa alayhi salatu wasalam will do when he performs his hajj, when he gets married, he'll have children. And also after that, other signs that follow up to the day of Qiyamah. How will the last day come? We, one of the signs of Qiyamah is also Ghaabatul Ard, the beast that will come out. That is mentioned also in the Quran. Inshallah ta'ala, if Allah wills, we can continue with the subject next week. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِلْحَمْدُنِ الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المسلين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين اللهم إنا رسلك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله الأمين اللهم لا تدع لنا غم إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرشته ولا دين إلا قضيته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة إلا قضيتها وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وزواجه وذرياته 
حبيبي يجمعين برحمتك يا رحم الله